0: to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and I had two orgasms on the first day of 2018. I am killing it
1: so far. <laughs> Who are you, Brent? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, um, and I have been working for the first 10 hours of this year so I'm gonna have to catch up to you later
0: yeah I mean it's fine it's not a competition you know yeah (laughs) we can just we can just see what happens um I'm not keeping an orgasm spreadsheet this year though which is weird because it was the first time in over a year that I've had an orgasm and not immediately opened up my google sheets app to make a note of what toys I was using (laughs) and what I was thinking about (laughs)
1: why'd you decide not to this year
0: Um, I just decided it was stressing me out too much to have to do that after every orgasm. And I missed the idea of an afterglow. (laughs) And uh, and I just, I I learned some things from that this year, but I think not enough that I'd want to do it again. I'm still going to keep a partnered sex spreadsheet, but I'm not keeping track of every orgasm I have because that's just excessive,
1: I think. Yeah. Did you have a good New Year's, babe? Yeah, so I worked New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, so I wasn't, I didn't plan on doing anything. But then I got home. So, you know, I was just gonna go home and go to bed. But then I got home and there was a party in my living room. Um, <laughs> which is just not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And I wound up just... uh But I wound up just introverting in my room, uh, because that's what I was feeling that night. Uh, But if I wanted to sleep through the sounds of them waltzing and singing along to German rock operas, um, I would need, I needed (laughs) a, a little bit of weed to fall asleep. And then woke up to like, two mozzarella sticks and a mug that used to hold hot chocolate, uh, that used to hold ice cream next to my bed. And based on the stomach ache I had, I might have dipped mozzarella sticks in ice cream for dinner. Um, I'm not oh, sure. No. That is a dairy, dairy bad idea. I'm pretty sure I just <laughs> ate them back to back. But... <laughs> i'm not positive yikes yikes yeah (laughs) so you know my 2018 is going great you guys
0: well done friend you nailed it that's how you do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) how was yours i uh it was pretty good i
0: some friends bailed on me last minute which was kind of a bummer but then i went over to a different friend's house for a little party i drank a lot i ate a lot i got spanked a lot by our friend taylor j mace excellent uh, sent some flirty texts to some cuties and uh, went home and fell asleep with my roommate's dog and yep, it was, it was pretty good Excellent, excellent yeah so this is our new year's special we did one of these last year too and we basically want to talk about what we hope to achieve in the coming year in terms of our sex lives uh what we hope to achieve in the coming year (laughs) bad jokes that everyone has been making this week um so sex goals god i love making sex goals it's the nerdiest shit So I went back today and I listened to that episode from last year and I made a list of some of the goals that we had said we wanted to achieve in 2017 because I thought it would be fun to go through them and talk about whether we actually achieved them.
1: <laughs> let's,
0: um, let's get into it. So first up, you had said you wanted to go to more kink events and also do more public kink
1: stuff, public DS stuff. How did that go for you? So I did... Um, wind up going to more events. I went to Dark Odyssey, which is actually an entire kink conference that I kind of decided Mm -hmm. to go to on a whim, and I'm definitely going to go back to, because I really enjoyed, uh, so a lot of the sex conferences we go to have a lot of sex conversations, but not a ton of kink stuff, and this was very, Mm -hmm. a lot of the kink workshops I wind up going to are always very one-on-one, And this was, like, 201 and higher, and we had some really in-depth and, like, fascinating conversations about stuff, um, beyond Mm. just, like, this is this kink, this is how you do this kink, hooray kink, uh, which are important workshops, but that's just not the level I'm at, uh, so it was really fascinating to see people who already know their shit well enough having higher-level conversations, um... And then I went to a few more local events, not a ton, and I have a few I've been meaning to get to and still haven't gone to. Um, so those, those will be on the list still, but that was really fun and definitely worth doing. Uh, I didn't do, I did more public kink stuff, but I didn't do more public Mm -hmm. DS stuff. Um, and I would, like, love more opportunities to, do, like, public power exchange play and service scenes and stuff, uh, with my sir, but I mm-hmm. don't know that that's in the cards for this year, um, but if it happened, I would be super down for that. Yeah, yeah. you two
0: are super cute.
1: Oh. <laughs> so you had said you were looking for quality over quantity in your sex life, and you were- planning on hooking up with only people you actually really like and a big part of that was no more one-night stands unless they were like exceptionally interesting or fun.
0: Yeah, I thought that was hilarious when I listened to that back today. <laughs> so, I I just thought it was funny that I so confidently was like I'm not going to have any more one-night stands this year. Because the thing is, like you can say that, but there are if you are a, a sexually active person who goes out and hooks up with people, especially new people, there will probably come up situations where you will only want to have sex with someone one time and it's not even necessarily that i was always setting out for them to be one night stands but there were a lot of times where like i had sex with them and it just wasn't a good fit and i didn't really want to see them again and that was mutually fine yeah um so i had a few of those and i think for the most part i did a good job on the quality over quantity thing because I think I was more intense about screening people this year. I think I spent more time thinking about, like, is this a person I might actually enjoy having sex with? And, like, thinking about that stuff doesn't guarantee that the sex is going to turn out to be good, but I think being more thoughtful about your sex life does lead to better results for the most part. Um, And I, I definitely had more sex and more partners this year than in years past, but I think that it was almost all from a place of, like, conscientious thoughtfulness and and considering my my own um, things that tend to trigger my anxiety and depression and trying to steer clear of those and thinking about things that tend to make sex good and memorable for me and trying to find those. So it was a slutty year, but I think it was was a good (laughs) slutty year. (laughs) So speaking of a slutty year, (laughs) <laughs> um, you had said you wanted to go on more dates in 2017, and the, the goal that you had set for yourself was you wanted to go on 12 first dates in 2017. How did that
1: go? I'm pretty sure I didn't do that. Um, I have anxiety. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Also, like, online dating just is not my jam. Like, it does not, it bores me. It's not fun Everyone anymore. on there, but it was never yeah. fun like yeah <laughs> the most excited i've ever been about someone that i've seen on an online dating site is yeah sure like that's not <laughs> that's not grounds for a date yeah there was yeah. one person who like i was like pretty excited about and that person like vanished and i was like well all right bye i guess <laughs> and then like that's Ugh, the worst yeah uh, and that was, like, a long time ago. But, like, other than that, mm-hmm. everyone I've met on online dating, I've been like, eh, okay. <laughs> yep. Also, yep. you may have noticed my voice doesn't make that sound anymore. Um, <laughs> I keep stumbling across those. It's always fun to find a new one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're gonna have to find a new sound that means that. Yeah well i actually have been having a lot of conversations with folks recently about how twitter is the best dating app uh because you get to uh discover people organically in almost the way that you would if they were just part of your social circle and like see a little bit of their sense of humor and how they interact with people and what they're all about and it's just like way more organic than online dating i find and like a bunch of people i went out with and had sex with this year are twitter people which is Super interesting. I think I want to do more of that in 2018. Yeah. I've never,
1: like, met any- well... Alright, I've met blog squad folks on Twitter that, like- We met on Twitter. Yeah, that, like, turned out to be people I, like, really hung out with or, like, hooked up with or whatever. Um, yeah. But outside of the blog squad, I haven't had any, like, romantic connections that I've met on Twitter. Yeah, I think. I think it's good for
0: that, though. Yeah. And I think increasingly it will be used for that, which is... Yeah. ...interesting. No, I
1: could see that. It, I could see how it would. It just... I haven't had that yet. And, like, if I went... So I am starting to go to more events, which I like, and I'm feeling confident mm-hmm. going to, like, events alone and hanging out, but I don't want... Which <laughs> would be a good opportunity to meet people if I didn't finish watching the show and immediately leave. <laughs> Be like all of the entertainment here is done. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but hopefully maybe going out more will turn into like meeting more people in the coming year.
0: Yeah. That's usually how that works.
1: <laughs> in theory. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was one that was on both of our lists. I believe. <laughs> Predictably. Uh huh. Mm-hmm you may have heard us talk about fisting on the show before (laughs) this isn't our fist time talking about it (laughs) did you get fisted this year kate
0: Uh, this this is so frustrating because i think i almost did but i can't ask the person who did it because he pieced the fuck out of my life um but we were doing what we called fisting practice we were we were building up to it and i think he basically got like almost to like the widest point of his hand or maybe even to the widest point of his hand. And then at that point I was so subspacey, which is something I was not expecting to have as my reaction to fisting, um, that I, I thought we should stop because we had been doing that for a while. Like it was, it was a pretty intense kink scene and that was not something I had been prepared for but i think because we had this ds dynamic it became this really submissive thing for me where i was like taking as much as i could for him um which is what i wanted and i kind of knew that that was going to make it easier for me to take a fist if i wanted to uh but yeah i got i got too subspacey and didn't quite make it to the full fist which is sad i think i'm gonna maybe try to do that this year but like i'm real tight i don't know (laughs) i don't know if there's room in there (laughs) But you got fisted. Yes.
1: Did that live up to your your expectations? Yes, great. I I do that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, I think it was part of like fifty percent of the sex I had since that happened. That's
0: <laughs> like
1: <amazing>. I like <laughs> did it once with my partner, and like I'm really glad that I didn't get fisted before that. Cause I don't know if I would have like turned down the opportunity before that, but at the same time, I also really wanted him to do it. Um, mm-hmm. so we did that the first time and this man does not have small hands by the way. Like, no, no. um, <laughs> these hands but, are made for fisting, but uh, that's just what they'll do. But, yeah, he fisted me for the first time, uh, and then, again, a few days later, before he left, because that was the last time I saw him, and then, since then, uh, like, the next date I had after that, the person surprise fisted me. Like, we had been talking about fisting, (laughs) and I thought they were fingering me, and I, like, reached down to move their hand, and I was like, oh, that's your wrist! Good. (laughs) Great. (laughs) That's the thing I know now. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) And then I got fisted at camp. Um, (laughs) I was playing with someone. (laughs) It was so cute, because we had been talking earlier and, like, throughout the day, and it was during one of the foursomes, and we were, like, kind of chatting while we were playing, and they said something, and I just watched their eyes light up, and they said, (gasps) you like getting fisted! And I was like, yes. And they were like, can I put my fist in you? (laughs) I was like, yes. Um, And then, oh, I got fisted once since then with uh, someone I hooked up with a couple of weeks ago. So I just do that now. (laughs) You can, uh, you can cross that one off your fist. (laughs)
0: Fuck me, I'm the
1: worst. Yep, yep. But we keep you around.
0: Yep. (laughs) I'm a dildork, you need Yeah,
1: otherwise there'd just be one who would listen to that. (laughs) I would. (laughs) Me too, TBH. Uh...
0: Another one that was on both of our lists was to do stuff to someone who has a vulva. And spoiler alert, I did not do that this year, but you did, I right? did that,
1: yep. Um, I hooked up with a couple of people with vulvas, but most notably um, was during that same foursome where I got fisted. That same person saw me, uh, I think I mentioned this on the last one, Uh, saw me, I was getting fucked from behind, and just slid their vulva in front of my face, and I was like, why, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, that's ideal. Yeah,
1: but, like, more of that in (laughs) 2018. How did that compare
0: to... Huh? How did it compare to what you thought that would be like?
1: It was... A little more straightforward, because there's that huge myth, right, of vulvas that's, like, you right, know, right, w- w- vulvas and women, by <laughs> extension, are so complicated, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you're making a lot of false assumptions in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, like, about as intuitive as sucking a cock is. Like, mm-hmm. you-, you just do the thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I talked to Erin uh, Pym about this when I was on her podcast, the Bedpost Podcast, and uh, and she was like, "It's really not as complicated as straight guys would have you believe." And I was like, "That that makes a lot of sense to me." I feel like straight guys tend to uh, to exaggerate how difficult things are sometimes. Yes,
1: like I don't know it, not like you know, oh, I am amazing, but like there was a vulva there, and I was like, "Oh, I know what to do now." Like, I, like, yeah. <laughs> not like I am immediately an expert, but like, seems pretty obvious. <laughs> I think I could figure it out. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Good for you. Well, well. played. <laughs>
1: um. So you also wanted to submit a clip to makelovenotporn.tv. TV.
0: Yeah, I did not do that. Although I did do a lot more kind of like camming and amateur porn stuff this year. So like I had a bunch of people reach out to me and want to buy cam shows or want to commission custom clips for me where I would just like jerk off on camera for them. And that was great. The uh, sex work column of my income spreadsheet was much, uh, much a higher percentage than it has been in previous years, which was fantastic because I like doing that. I like uh, getting paid to have orgasms and having the person who paid me be fucking delighted to watch that happen. Yes, that is lovely. I would love to do more of that. Still, would like to do make love not porn. Um, I think that I would like to do that with a partner, and that would involve finding a partner who was cool with that and was a good fit for that um which actually is something I should discuss with my partners now because I have like four different people on my (laughs) docket right now I should I should ask around (laughs) uh you had said you wanted to do less writing and more multimedia stuff and public speaking teaching workshops video that kind of thing how did that go for you
1: so, I did a little bit more and really stepped into that towards the end of the year. I started pitching to like conferences and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't, uh, I still didn't do as much as I wanted to, and I really only got really deep into it towards, um, towards the end of the year. So that's definitely still on my plate, I think, in the coming year. I want to ramp all of that stuff up, because I still feel like that's where my strength is more than in writing. I did do more writing last year, too, though, and I was really happy to get a little more consistent with that, and I just kind of overall Mm -hmm. made my sex ed work more of a freelance business and set aside, like, actual work hours for it, rather than... It is a hobby that I pour a bunch of time into, which I think was really help- healthy for me and something I want to keep doing.
0: Yeah, and you're really good at it and should be doing more of it. And I'm so excited that we're doing the Playground Conference together because yes. you're doing like, a ton of workshops there. That's going to be intense. I don't yeah. know if you'll even have time to sleep, but <laughs> eh. I'm going to learn a lot from you. I'm excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the last day, I'll be like, so dicks, everybody. Let's talk about them. <laughs> They're great. Did you know? Anyway. Um. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the main thing, uh, really. Put
1: your face <laughs> on and around. Put dicks in, on, and around your face if that's a thing you're right, into. Right, um. That's really
0: the trick. That's kind of the whole trick. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the dick <laughs> trick. Uh, <laughs> let's get into our goals for 2018. Oh, this is so exciting! I made my list today and it made me feel all tingly, which is, I think, how you know that you've come across some goals that you actually are really excited to do, if they, like, scare you a little bit. I love that feeling.
1: Yeah. Aside from just my sexual goals, I actually really enjoy – I think New Year's is the time I get more woo than any other time, because I'm generally not that Mm -hmm. kind of person. Um, But in New Year's, I really enjoy, like, intention setting, and I don't do – New Year's resolutions, like tangible things, like, you know, go to the gym or or drink more water or whatever. Um, But I do like to kind of set an intention for the year and like an overarching thing I want to work on. Um, And in the past, I've done things like um, living more authentically and really and accepting the things that come with that. um, Because I was you know conforming in a lot of ways i didn't want to to keep things the way mm-hmm. they are and i was like no, i'm not doing that i'm gonna be me and let things fall around me as they may and i um, and i'd love to an, say, and like to say i'm done.
0: super proud of you sorry to interrupt you to compliment you but yeah. i'm super super proud <laughs> of, of how you've really come into your gender stuff and your queer stuff more this year and really like been mm. more open about that and like not taking people's shit anymore, and you are so awesome, and I'm so proud of you, friend.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's honestly, like, that's one of the things I kind of like about doing this, is because once I kind of embody these, and I actually do keep them in mind all Mm -hmm. year, which is not something I'm really good at, like, sticking with (laughs) things, um, but that was actually my goal a couple of years ago, um, and it was part of what got me out of a really shitty relationship. Um, and it, more recently, I've done wanting to focus more on authentically in my sexuality and like wanting to focus on my career and my sex edge stuff and learning about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and this year, what I really want to focus on uh, is living in the pursuit of things that feel good. Mm-hmm. Um. And, because that's not something I'm good at, I'm really good at, I should work on this, or working on this would be good for my career, or whatever. Um, but not actually taking the second to be like, what would feel good right now? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, like, sometimes what would feel good is crawling into bed, but having, you know, but having money to eat next week would feel better than laying in bed right now, so I guess I'll Mm -hmm. go to work. Um... (laughs) So sometimes it is looking at the bigger picture of like, all right, I really don't want to write right now, but it feels good to have a consistent web presence and a brand that I can point to, so I guess I'm going to sit down and write. Um, So it's not necessarily always doing the easy thing, but it's about looking like, all right, well, maybe one day it would feel better to sit in bed than have a post up on Friday, and that's okay. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that's kind of like my overarching mentality I want to go into the year with, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it results in more self-care.
0: Yeah. Important.
1: Um, yeah, but we'll see. Um, so what kind of goals did you have for this year?
0: I mainly have a little list of kinks that I want to try that are new things that I haven't tried before. And uh, topping my list right now, kink pun not intended um, is uh, is hypno kink which is a new thing for me uh, i have a new partner who is really into erotic hypnosis um and it's this is something that i kind of knew about before but had never really put that much thought into and we were doing some stuff over the phone where he like kind of accidentally hypnotized me it's a it's a pretty funny dramatic story which i think i'm gonna tell it playground conference at their like sexy storytelling thing if if i get chosen to tell a story there so come to that to hear this story it's whack um but yeah so i'm going to see him in a couple of weeks and then again in february and i'm excited to try that out because i really i'm interested in it from a ds perspective because we have a ds dynamic and i find it really hot to think about him having control over my mind like it's really it's me sort of a natural extension of the idea of like someone tying me up and doing what they want to me but it's that but with my brain uh which is fascinating and i'm i'm really excited
1: to explore that more um that's really interesting to me because like i'm really into the idea of a dominant like controlling my mind and body and like my partner and i play with stuff um with, like, conditioning and, like, training and the idea that, like, he can say things that w- could turn me on whether I want it to or not and, like, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but hypnosis, like, never really pinged those things and I think it's, like, the mindlessness of hypnosis. <laughs> like, and a lot of people like that where it's, like, they have complete control because you're kind of vacant, right? Yeah. And because you're just really vulnerable and susceptible to all of mm-hmm. that. Whereas I think my, like, mind control stuff that I'm really into is more on the, like, con artist side of Ooh. things, where it's yeah. like, you're fully attentive, you're thinking as hard as you can, and you're still losing. <laughs> so uh, I'm still better. That's unfortunate, <laughs> isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, I... I thought it was interesting, because as you've been talking about kink, like, we've talked about it off the air. Off the air, like, why not? Really <laughs> um, well, <laughs> we've talked about it separately, and I was always like, that sounds like a thing I should super like, and it's just, I'm like, oh, that's cool? Yeah. Like, it's awesome? Like, It's I, so funny, because
0: I used um, to totally feel that way about it, too. I was always like, cool, not really my thing, whatever. And then that thing happened that happens sometimes with New Kinks, where you do it with the right person, and it's the right dynamic, and I remember when we did that scene over the phone and then I went to a cafe the next day to like journal extensively about what had happened. And I was sitting in this cafe getting like more and more turned on to the point that it was like absurd. I was like, I should not be in public right now. This is weird. Um, (laughs) And I was like, well, yes, I kind of have a new kink. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Good to know. Great. (laughs) What about you? What's the sex goal you have this year?
1: Uh, so, I was having a hard time coming up with stuff, so I actually asked my sir if he had any goals he wanted oh, to set for so me. that's so good. I love that. I know. Um, so, I got, <laughs> and, like, my mental health was weird, so I was like, I mean, I don't know, I don't want this to feel like a lot of pressure or anything, but, like, if you wanted <laughs> to, like, maybe, I don't know, set some goals for, like, I don't know, your boy, if you wanted any- had anything that you wanted to, um, <laughs> just saying, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. But, like, if you don't, it's fine. <laughs> um, like that kind of long ass paragraph. Mm-hmm. And he just responded with, I just want to make sure I get a chance to loan my boy out to my friends sometime this year. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, great. Good. Okay. That was the correct answer. Yikes, wow. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so that one's on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And I like, I find it really hot just as an idea of like, you know, being property and, and I'm really into the idea of him negotiating on my behalf as if I'm not Mm -hmm. there. Um, And there are very few people I would trust to do that, but he's one of them. Uh, But it's like, that kind of objectification that I really love where, because I've said it before, like, if I'm going to be someone's toy, I really want to be their favorite toy. Um, So I like to be objectified and cherished. (laughs) And this is kind of... (laughs) Like that was, I had a visceral response to that series of words. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So this is very, like, I picture it as like the proud sir being like, "Yeah, my toy is great. Anyone else who wants to use it, I'm going to (laughs) share it." Um. And I also kind of get off on the idea of him using me to get to other people he's into, (laughs) in that, like, oh, do you want to try my toy? Great. And then him getting off on watching that person get Mm -hmm, off. Like a bargaining pup. And just, like, yeah, yeah. And just kind of, like, using me as, like, bait, like, Mm -hmm, for that. mm -hmm. Um, and that's really- that's also really hot to me. (laughs) Magical. So, yeah. Um, and that's the thing we've been talking about a lot of, like, (laughs) well, sexting about a lot, really. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that would be really cool if we can make that a thing.
0: Cool, 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, I feel no ways about any of those things. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, what what else is on your list?
0: So I've been fascinated with boot blocking for much of this year. And it's one of those weird things where I'm drawn to it and I don't know specifically what about it turns me on and whether I want to be the bottom or the top and... I really don't know quite what it is, and I think I need to try it in order to figure out what it is. Um, And I think what I would like to do is wear some of my fancy-ass fry boots to some kind of kink event and get my boots blacked, because I think that that would be a good, like, step one to get a sense of whether I am into this. I remember I listened to the episode of... Uh, Wire people into that about boot blocking and I had all these feelings about leather and people kneeling in front of me and competence and doing stuff with their hands, and I was like,
1: "Ooh, what is this? What is this feeling?" So suddenly, yeah, I was new- gonna say, I could see you being into. I could see you being into receiving boot blacking.
0: Yes. And then there's part of me getting a
1: foot massage through the boots. Yeah. And like,
0: yeah, but I'm, I'm drawn to the other side of it too. Like I, I really like the kind of service aspect of it. And I like the kind of like competence and mastery piece of it. Cause like a lot of my service stuff is about like wanting to feel like I'm super good and competent at something. And I enjoy the kind of like meditative nature of taking care of my own boots and, There's so much, like, sexual tension wrapped up in someone's
1: boots. It's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of boots. (laughs) Yes, always speak of boots. Speak more of boots to me. Um, (laughs) The other goal that my sir had for me uh, was that he wanted to try more CBT stuff with me. Specifically wanting to crush my junk under his boots. Oh,
0: my God. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That was a weird noise I just
1: made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's also on there. Um, our friend Taylor, who has been a guest on the show before, uh, told me that they were planning on going to a CBT workshop for AFAB folks, or fe- f- people born with vulvas, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure they went to it, and I ne- never heard about it, and I need to, like, ask them all of the things, because it sounds amazing. That's fucking
0: fascinating. Yes. Yeah, oh, I'm having a lot of feelings <laughs> Another thing I'm thinking about Is forced orgasm play uh, This came up a lot In my fantasies and porn consumption This year Receiving and also like potentially Giving but I kind of am not confident In my actual skills As far as like doing stuff To other people's genitals That I, I don't know that I could quite Pull it off as a top but uh very interested in it in fantasy and I had a a few instances this past year where a partner like tied me down using my like uh under the bed restraints and then would like hold a wand vibe on my clit like sometimes while also like finger banging me with the same hand which is really impressive and cool and still something I think a lot about in my private moments um an important piece of my autoerotic archive if you will (laughs) And uh, I would like to try more forced orgasm stuff. I I think that what appeals to me about it is that uh, someone really has to know my body super well to do that. Because, like, I'm a little bit tricky to get off. Like, you kind of have to know the tricks. Uh, and the idea of someone knowing me that well, that they could actually do that, is so hot to me. Jesus, fuck.
1: I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bouncing off of something you said earlier, I do want to do more like, porn, modeling, like, sex work stuff, taking nudes for people, um, sexting or doing videos and that kind of stuff, I'm actually really- I always really liked it, um, or felt drawn to it, and then once I started having a chance to explore it, I felt kind of weird and uncomfortable, and I couldn't figure out why, and it was because I was trying to be a sexy girl, um, which, spoilers- (laughs) I'm not one of those. Um, the girl part, I'm damn sexy. Um, <laughs> so, so sexy. <laughs> uh, that's not even a word I use for myself usually. I know, ugh. I know. I, f- anyway. I feel weird about calling myself
0: that too. I'm always like, have you seen me? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm hot and I'm real cute, but I don't know. That's just not a word not that I use sexy. for myself. Uh, ugh. <laughs> I have to look like Jessica Rabbit for that, don't you?
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say Justin Bieber for some reason, which would have worked just as well somehow.
1: (laughs) No. No, it wouldn't have. All right. I (laughs) agree. Definitely not. I was picturing Jessica Rabbit regardless of gender and gender presentation. Mm. Sparkly red dress and heels. Oh,
0: my God. Can you please take a moment to picture a mask Jessica Rabbit?
1: yes that's what i was Ooh, i know, but like i took several moments like a like
0: a long plaid shirt with a slit up the side and and like an eyebrow piercing and spiky hair just uh yes <laughs> yes this might not be jessica rabbit anymore this might be an original just...
1: npc creation of mine but it's fine <laughs> yes is yours as furry as mine is mm-hmm.
0: that's that's i don't know i don't <laughs> i'm undecided
1: because really, I'm okay with either version, but I'm conflicted. I I went furry first. All right, we got way off track. Anyway, <laughs> let's um, hop back
0: onto the trail, as it were. Funny jokes.
1: <laughs> um, I want to do. Uh, I want to get naked in front of more cameras. Is what I want to do. Um, because I'm really enjoying. Uh, playing with like being sexy and mask, which is both new things for me and really cool and fun Mm -hmm. cool good
0: uh my last thing i'm gonna tell y'all about is i want to explore my dom side more this is so interesting oh my god me too it's it's really weird because it's bringing up a lot of feelings that, that feel very familiar to me from the time when i was coming out as bisexual um a lot of like conflicted like am I really this? Like, is this really happening? And now I have to reconsider and recontextualize all my sexual history and, and think about what it all meant and how it's all changed now. Like it's now that I'm thinking about being a bit more of a switch, it's like, it really feels like a huge shift. And I'm still kind of figuring out whether that's true because I was talking to the partner who I feel dommy about. And I was telling him like, I don't know if I am actually dommy because it's not hot to me. It's fun. Uh, and sometimes it's hot, but it's not viscerally and immediately hot in the way that, say, a dominant person calling me a little girl in the right context can be. Like It doesn't have that like immediate reaction out of me, but it is fun and I'm enjoying it and I would like to try it more and see if maybe it would be hot if I felt a little bit more confident about it.
1: I think, um, it's possible it could also- this is something I struggled with a lot when I was examining if I feel like I'm switchy or just a bottom, um, because there were times where I felt like it was my service manifesting as, like, it was hot to me as it took a left turn through Serviceville, so I (laughs) was topping (laughs) them because I wanted to bottom for them and service Mm them. Um... And it wasn't until I started having toppy feelings about people who, like, I didn't know if they were a bottom or not, I just wanted to do stuff Mm -hmm. to them. (laughs) Um, And I also expanded the definition of dominance a little bit for myself, because I always think of dominant scenes as having either impact or rope in them, and the person Mm -hmm. being skilled in one or both of those things. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm fine at either, but I'm not skilled at them. Uh, and I have no real desire to be, mm-hmm. unless, like, I was into someone who wanted me to learn, but otherwise I'm like, meh, it's fine, like, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but I do really like the idea of psychologically in- controlling someone. Yeah. yep, yep. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, so, like, no, I'm- I can be toppy, and this is not coming from a place of service, this is coming from a place of they're pretty, and I want to break them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Yeah.
0: Yep, I feel that. I feel that in my bones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and in my boner. So maybe that's some dominance <laughs> in me. Nice, nice. Let's, let's yes. do it.
0: One last thing. We're going to tell you something we want to see more of in 2018 and something we want to see less of. What do you want to see less of in 2018? What do you hope goes the fuck away in 2018?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dysphoria and disassociating during sex Mm. because it's new-ish to me, Um My experience of transness was not one of I always knew. It was very much, shockingly, The Matrix, written by two trans women. Great comparison for trans experience. (laughs) Um, So I, like, took the red pill and found out about gender stuff and went, oh, 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 okay, cool, Uh, which is great and has, for the most part, led me to feeling more confident in my body than I, like, or more confident in my identity and my presentation mm-hmm. than I ever have,, uh, but less confident in my body than I ever mm. have, uh, which is a weird, uncomfortable place to be in because, like, my body's damn cute, so like, good. and conforms really well to the, what you'd want from a cis woman, uh, which is a little frustrating because I always felt really good about my body, mm. uh when I thought I was a cis woman or was okay presenting on that side of the spectrum and I'm not anymore, and it's weird, and it, like, there are times where I have, like, really complicated feelings where I'm like, well, why can't I just be, you know? Uh, and it's really hard and annoying, and I want to be able to get back into my body during sex again. Yeah. uh, because- I think I remember feeling things when I have sex. (laughs) That's that's kind of a a highlight of it, really. Right, yeah. So I'd like to get back to that instead of disassociating and floating around in space for most of it. That would be good.
0: Yeah, I hope that for you, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah what about you what do you want to get rid of and leave behind in the dumpster that was 2017
0: i i have no confidence that this will happen but i really hope that 2018 is the end of sex toy companies being body shaming uh i'm so fucking over it uh, Adam from Godemiche, which is a uh, company that makes silicone toys, uh, made some really shitty comments this year about pubic hair on vulvas, and his apology for it really kind of didn't indicate that he understood what he had done wrong. Um, he he had some misapprehensions about why people were upset about that. And then there was uh, other incidents with other companies, but that's kind of the first one that jumps to mind for me. There was like a company that did some fat-shaming stuff, and these companies are not not great about this stuff um some of them are but it's still a problem and it's it's really irresponsible because sex is an area where people are already feeling so vulnerable and insecure and scared and for anyone to go out there and buy a sex toy even online requires enormous bravery in many cases and it's Honestly, it's deplorable that anyone would um send a message to someone in that position that their body isn't good enough. And I think it's unacceptable and if you are involved in a sex toy company or you know someone who is, I would implore you to work on that shit and be really thoughtful about your messaging and your marketing and your social media because your job is to make people feel good in their bodies and good about their bodies. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing good enough. Wow, I was articulate there for a second. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: very good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just over here, like, golf clapping.
0: <laughs> okay, babe, what do you want to see more of in 2018?
1: I want to see more uh, local and consistent partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get more invested in, like, my New York community and more, like, more local friends and everything. Yeah. Um I have, like, never in my sexual career had a partner with, like, where I had relatively easy access to sex, where I was just, like, someone that I was comfortable with and can be like, hey, you want to do stuff later? (laughs) Um, like, my my current partner is long distance, Mm -hmm. uh, and prior to that, I've had, like, hookups with people, and, like, people I've been on one or two dates with, and the other, only other, like, particularly long-term relationship was one where we weren't really having sex. So (laughs) I want to like maybe manifest that in this coming year uh, and have more opportunity for people. And it doesn't have to be a partner. Like, just someone that I feel comfortable with and can, like, cuddle and hang out and watch movies with and also blow on occasion.
0: Yeah, the sense of consistency. that just sounds really nice and... Yeah, the consistency yeah. and the reliability have been major goals for me this year, too. And it's it's so hard to find. And you would think, like, it's really frustrating when there's people on the internet being like, but you're so hot, why can't you find anyone to fuck you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really frustrating <laughs> and, like, it... It makes you feel shitty about yourself, and there's really not a good reason for that. I think, like, people are just very busy and have busy schedules, and it's it's easy to feel like that's a reflection on you, and it's not, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's frustrating, and I... I, I
1: also... Yeah. I also am realizing how, I guess, picky I am. I don't know. Um, I don't even feel like that's the right word but I'm realizing the difference between the people that I hook up with, because I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, sure. Because that, the swath of people that I'm like, yeah, okay, I, you, I could see you being hot. Like, cool. Yeah, let's do a thing. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Is huge. Yeah. Tons of people in that category. Like, a bazillion people where I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you cute. Yeah. Sure. Um but like the number of people that I feel like a really visceral attraction to mm-hmm. is considerably smaller than yeah. that um, and I think I need to pay more attention to that difference and uh but it it is frustrating to be like all right so there are people that are into me but there are a lot of people that I'm just like yeah okay <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um and like i don't know it's hard to not feel like it's your fault for being too objectively picky or whatever um so that's also frustrating but yeah just more cuddly comfy sex with people i like that is good i wish that for you too yes All right, what do you want to see more of in 2018?
0: I want to have more sex that is relaxing and comfortable for me, which is a big deal for me because I have a lot of sexual anxieties. I'm very anxious about my face and my sounds and how long it takes me to come and the specificity of my needs um, and about people doing stuff to me out of a sense of obligation, which I really don't want to ever happen, and I'm always worried that it is happening. So all these things come together to make it so that I'm – of anxiety a lot of times during sex and what I've found is helpful for this is first of all having partners who I know I can trust and relax around which is something I'm definitely working on and has been happening more and more lately which is nice Um, and secondly like asking for the reassurance that I need which I'm getting better at so like instead of just like quietly sitting there embroiled in anxiety I might speak up and be like hey I'm feeling anxious that I might be taking too long to come how are you feeling about that and usually people will be like, no, mm-hmm. like I'm enjoying this. This is great. Please take your time. Or even if you don't think you're going to come, like that's fine too. Um, and I think like it's so simple to ask for the reassurance that you need, but it's so helpful. And it's something that my therapist was helping me a lot with because she would always be like okay so you have this worry that you take too long to come but like where's your evidence and i would be like uh i mean it's in my head i guess and she'd be like okay well i want you to go seek evidence of the contrary which might be like hey does it bother you that i take a long time to come and my partner's like no Mm -hmm. like i I love your noises i love your faces i love the process i love having sex with you that's why i have sex with you and i'm like oh yeah that that (laughs) all makes a lot of sense to me cool good i feel a whole lot better that checks (laughs) out (laughs) (laughs) makes sense i just checked um yeah so uh yeah more more of that in 2018 and and it's nice because i have some partners right now who i really really feel safe and comfortable with and yeah i'm feeling really good about my my sexual anxiety outlook for the new year
1: yay yay
0: friends thank you for joining us for this episode of the dildorks it was as always a pleasure to talk to you and a pleasure that you are listening to us thank you i hope you had a wonderful new years and i hope that your 2018 is amazing and brings you all the sexy fun adventures that you desire uh i have been kate sloan you can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com I mentioned this last week, but I have a new piece up on Glamour this past week about my sex spreadsheet and some things that I learned from keeping a sex spreadsheet for a year and just some useful lessons that came out of that. And it's also got some advice in it about how and why to make your own spreadsheet if you're interested in doing that. So you can check that out at Glamour.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff?
1: I'm Bex, all my writing's at bextalksex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Uh, together with the Dildorks. You can tweet at us at the Dildorks on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, if we ever nope. post. Uh, this week, <laughs> great. Um, but we're there. You so, can follow us if you want to follow know.
0: somebody who doesn't post stuff. I really got to get on that. That should be one of my 2018 goals. <laughs>
1: Um, I barely use Instagram for myself, and it's just because I found out I can make it a thirst trap. <laughs> like, I don't- I just realized I could post a lot of pictures of my face, so I do that now. It's very good. But it's really not- I it is not my social media of choice. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at it. I just learned hashtags. <laughs> it's great. Um- But you can tweet at us on Twitter, and this week we'd love to hear what your 2018 goals are. Like, I'm actually really excited. Yes. Please tweet at me for what you want to see more of or less of, or just what you want to try this year. Yes,
0: please. That is very exciting. Uh, A couple things coming up. Uh, We would love for you to send us your questions. Uh, We're going to try to do a listener questions episode of the show soon-ish. Uh, So sex advice, questions, um, things you want to hear us talk about, you can email us at thedildorks at gmail.com, and we'll try to do a listener questions episode because I think that's going to be interesting. Another thing is, uh, as we mentioned a bit earlier... We're going to be speaking at the Playground Conference, which is in February of this year. This year, oh my god.
1: It's going to be so good! When it was announced, it felt I'm so, so long excited. away, and now
0: it's so close, and I'm so excited. I have um, a king-size bed in a hotel room all to myself, and I feel like I'm probably going to have some sex at that conference. Um, let's see what happens, but probably.
1: I do too, and I'm going to get to starfish on the biggest, <laughs> fluffiest pillows and watch Doctor <laughs> Who, and it's gonna be so good. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so that's the. Thing you're around. like I'm gonna get laid. I'm like I'm gonna get a giant bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I had a ho- like more hotel sex on my list for this year as well because fuck, hotel sex is fucking great.
1: I really love hotel. Oh, it's sex.
0: wonderful. It's oh, god, ten out of ten uh yeah so that's the playground conference we are doing a live recording of the dildorks there and some other stuff and we would love to see you there you can buy your ticket at playgroundconf.com that's playground o n fcom uh come on down come flirt with us if you're so inclined you know respectfully <laughs> uh our theme song i want you in my bedroom was done by protodome you can find his music at protodome.bandcamp.com and our logo was done by amy who is at starboots underscore on twitter commission her for all the art you need done in 2018 just all of it i want her to be doing all the art that exists in 2018 (laughs) (laughs) it's all so good though So, so good hey until next time folks get out there and live your sexy dorky life Bye. 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 Let's make a cup of tea. Wonderful. I thank really you. Oh, I'm gonna drink wine out of a cup that I was drinking coffee out of earlier.
1: That sounds like you.
0: No one can stop me, not even me. They're very good cats. Also,
1: he got them a bed shaped like a can of tuna.
0: Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm.
1: Cuz he is the best cat of dad. Mhm. Uh I am way too excited for these cats considering they are not mine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. It's cat persian or cum persian. <laughs> Fuck, I'm funny. All right. <laughs>
1: You're yeah, very good. I
0: take one sip of wine and I'm already very punny. It's all right. It's, uh, it's cool your natural
1: whatever. state. That has nothing to do yeah. with the wine.
0: Uh, it's my catcheral state. <laughs> nope.
1: Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> That's my natural habitat. Uh, I'm not kidding around. <laughs> Look, what? I made us some bloopers. <laughs> you made us something. Uh, babe, can you check out your levels for me? Because they were a little high last week.
1: Okay, how do they, uh... hmm. They shouldn't be hitting the top. Okay, how about now? How does that sound?
0: Say something loud and animated like you're really excited about something.
1: Oh my god, these cats are so cute! Okay, uh, how do I sound now? You sound good. (laughs) I love that you're shouting
0: at me. You just sound so passionate. I just want you to talk like that all the time. (laughs) Uh, I got a text today while I was talking to my sir, so I didn't check it for a few hours. Uh, And then when I looked at it, it was a text from a number my phone did not recognize. And it said, hey, happy new year. And uh, we didn't have any chat history or anything. So I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. So I texted back. I was like, thanks, you too. Who is this? Um, And then later I did that thing that you taught me how to do where you type the phone number into Facebook. And it was that guy yeah. who I had a one night stand with in December of last year, who was the English lit guy who didn't know what an Oxford comma was, <laughs> who I, I think we both faked right. our orgasms. Um, so I don't know if he, weird. I don't know if he mass texted everyone in his phone or if he missed me. and I don't know which one of those is weirder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's super it's weird. It's been literally
0: over a year. We haven't talked. The sex was terrible. I don't know what he's doing. I'm kind of curious. Did he answer nope. you?
1: <laughs> All right. I wonder if he was embarrassed that I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Um, anything else we got to do before we podcast?
1: Yeah, I have to tell you this story and finish my ravioli. <laughs> it's very important business.
0: That was just the most Beck's sentence. <laughs>
1: Ha, <laughs> ha,